It wasn't our typical drop-off. Wednesday at 5.30, people coming home from work, kids skateboarding in the street. Not a good time to do what we do. Adding to the stress, this was the first time we dealt with these guys. I was hungover and tired from working the bar all day. I just wanted to get this over with. Doyle assured me we'd be in and out. Five minutes, he said. The late afternoon sun beat down on the hood and burned through the front window. Santa Ana winds whistled outside, gently rocking the car as they blew hot towards the ocean. Blasts of lukewarm air from the A.C. of my old Cadillac did nothing to cool us down. Sitting shotgun, Doyle fidgeted with the vents. We're gonna do this shit today, cause I gotta piss. And here's a side note. Why is it whenever you're hiding or waiting or staking shit out, you gotta piss? I don't know. The anticipation, maybe? Yeah, maybe. He conceded, tugging at his groin. We're gonna do this or what? Do you know these guys? I asked, unsticking my shirt from the leather seat. No. I'm not walking into an ambush. Remember that place on 19th Street? We ran into a shitstorm on that one. Come on, Jimmy knows these guys. He knows one guy. I've seen five or six lowlifes go in and out of that apartment in the 20 minutes we've been parked here. They're just surfers, Doyle dismissed, pulling his goatee, stretching it taut. You know I don't like making runs during the Santa Anas. They make people crazy. And besides, they're bad luck. Doyle huffed and stared out onto Shadow Vistas, a horseshoe-shaped three-story apartment complex miles from the beach in the area known as Shadow Slums. Ten years of accumulated dried seagull shit covered the sun-faded Spanish tile roof. No elevator. Only rusted stairs with metal railing and concrete steps led to the small red brick apartments. We were watching room 68, top floor, where the horseshoe bent. A blonde in a striped bikini opened the door, took a quick look around, and went back inside. She was looking for us. That's it, Doyle said, opening the car door. Did you see that chick? I'm going in. What could go wrong with her in there? Fuck it. Let's go. I grabbed the brown paper bag from under my seat, shoved it in my front pocket, and followed him through the parking lot and up the stairs. Doyle knocked, and after hushed tones and sudden movements inside, we heard, It's open, from behind a hollow door. We stepped into a crowded room thick with marijuana smoke. Our eyes settled on four people lounging around a coffee table stacked with beer cans, full ashtrays, and a two-foot graphics bong. True Romance flickered silently on an old 27-inch zenith, and Korn's blind muffled from the one speaker that worked on the stereo. Fully reclined on the ripped Lazy Boy was our contact, Monty, one of Jimmy's more unreliable boys scavenging for his 15%. He pulled himself upright, 
scratched his dirty green hair, and introduced us to a kid we recognized. This is Colby Fletcher, Monty said proudly. And these two fine pieces of tail are Marley and Dina. The girls sat cross-legged on the brown corduroy couch on either side of a shirtless Colby. They nodded, and Colby stood up and shook our hands. A few days ago, he'd won the U.S. Amateur Open, which was always held on the south side of Shadow Pier, the first Australian to do it.